0: Folks, man, up those stairs. The old knees, they don't wake up until about 10 o'clock. How are you? Now, I've got one complaint. Yeah. The two hours difference from Melbourne to here, it's just nasty. It's nasty. means I was up at half past five, and I was too sluggish, by the time I got myself organised and a bit of prayer, too late for breakfast. So I'm sitting there, trying not to think about food. <laughs> trying not to think about food, and up comes bacon and eggs, crackling. <laughs> Followed by a guy that says, I tell you what, I want you to come to the Sri Lankan... <laughs> come... <laughs> Brunch. And then I am start thinking about Sri Lankan food. And... Is Sri Lankan food like, like Indian food? Is it better or not? And then that followed up. I'm thinking, enough, enough. Then the cafe is being advertised and then some roast beef deal. And I said, that's it, that's it. I, you know what I've had for breakfast? I had a dingo breakfast, a drink of water and a look around. And a banana, I've had a banana. And I'm thinking, oh Lord, well, it's the new diet, the banana diet. Happy it is. I'm floating away to a mountain. Um, <laughs> mothers. Oh, I'm a bit sad. This is my first Mother's Day without my mum. Do you remember I used to tell you how mean she was and rugged and and everything? She was 99. She had a 99th birthday, blew the candles out, and she was as fit as anything. And she said, oh, My wish is that I could make it, that I'll be here for my 100th. And she died in August two months from a hundred. But then then no no the good news is this someone says what a pity she didn't make it to a hundred I said she did. I said, why was that? I said she had ninety-nine years and ten months outside yeah. nine months inside. Uh-huh. It. So she made a hundred. <laughs> so mum's gone good old mum's gone and uh She's not giving me a hard time. Maybe from heaven every now and again I hear a bit of grumping, but (laughs) But I love my mum. How many love their mum? All right. Is your mum how many have got a mum near you in church here right now? Is she close? How close is she? Give her a hug. (laughs) Give her a hug. Reach across. Give her a hug. Any mum's not had a hug this morning? Any mum's not had a hug from someone this morning? Give me a wave? Keep your hand up. Someone just give them a hug for Mother's Day. Say, good on your mum. They might have their mother a long way away. Their mother could be, you know, in some far distant land like Australia or something. By the way, I tell you what, or I'm telling you what, can you believe how close you got in the cricket? We were praying. I, I knew I was coming over here. And I thought, if we lose that one day thing, I won't hear the end of it. You guys have this, you talk about us being oh, you reckon Australians a bit arrogant, we're not we're just humble but, <laughs> but but when you guys win and beat us at stuff, you just don't let us forget. For example, rugby league, can you believe that? We used to always dominate rugby league, now even that you're winning, but the cricket <laughs> we <We're, laughs> When we got McMillan, 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 McCullum, Maccullum, yep, in the first over and his stumps rattled, yeah. we went, Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Thank you. We knew we had it. Yeah, we knew we had it. In that moment, yeah. the whole country went into worship. <laughs> it is great to be back. This morning, I, I can't waffle too long because time's against us to see you guys, mission trip Pastor Steve, plenty of eating? Good, plenty, Fiji, how many Fijians? Here, of anaka. Mothi, how many Samoans? Beside me, I'm Samoan, Samoan body English skin, I was on the line to get a body and they gave me a Samoan body, I said thank you very much And uh, then I I got down and they were giving out all this really nice brown skin and I said, that's going to look great on me and they said, we've just run out, you've got to get over on the English line. I said, give me a break. (laughs) So I had to swap from the Samoan line and and get this stuff that sunburns and it's just useless, I'm believing God still. (laughs) But I am actually a Samoan with English skin and proud of it. I love being around Samoans, I just feel average size. No, it's true, Samoans are big. How many know Samoans are pretty big? I got picked up by Sid. Where's Sid this morning? Stand up, Sid. I mean Sid's not tall, but I felt quite safe going through the airport. <laughs> How are you this morning? It's great to see you. Been in the Philippines ministering. Oh, I like Sid, is there's some fire in that, man. He's looking at me like, leave me alone, please. (laughs) I want you to turn in your Bible. Where's a good place? Someone give me a good scripture, quickly. Romans 8, correct. Go to Romans 8 with me. Now, I want to say something this morning. You don't know who you're sitting next to. You may know them, but you may not know who they are in Christ and what they carry. You may not know just how unbelievable that person is next to you. Are all the Samoans happy with me, by the way? Indians? Sri Lankans? Have I offended anyone yet? We've still got four days. We don't really... Comprehend just how incredible the person next to you actually is. Now, I'm going to say something else. We don't really understand just how incredible we actually are in Christ. We can get a glimpse of who we are as a new creation. When we walk the streets, we look a bit like the people walking up the street. But we are a new creation. Absolutely new. The Bible says in the book of Romans chapter 8, we all know the scripture. It says, but if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwells in you, has come and taken residence within you, then he also shall quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwells in you. Most people take that scripture that if the spirit of God dwells in us, when we die, we'll be quickened to life. I don't think it means that necessarily. That will happen. But I think that when Christ, by the mighty power of the Holy Ghost, comes to indwell us, our whole being is quickened to life. Our whole being ought to be quickened to a new life. We ought to be... Changed. One of the uh, evidences of our salvation is that we ought to be totally quickened and alive until the glory of God begins to shine out of us. I, uh, I've been looking at this whole thing of, of who we are as a new person, as a new creation. And I want you to go with me please to the book of Ephesians, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua uh, Ephesians, few in between there, Ephesians chapter 4, and this I've been chewing on this piece of scripture, uh, I've been in the, basically I've been doing a personal, uh, just a real time of study and, and hungering in this whole area of who we are in Christ, who we are as new creations, and the scripture says this, the Bible says God gave some apostles uh, Ephesians chapter 4 verse 11, some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, that word perfecting is the word uh, in the Greek which means fully furnishing the saints, bringing the saints to a place of perfection, bringing us Our role, Pastor Tark's role, is not to do all the ministry. His role is to bring us to a place where we are perfected and strengthened and brought into a place where we become truly the ministers. Who's with me this morning? Give me a smile this morning. It's Mother's Day. Uh, You're all going home for lunch for roast beef and stuff. Yeah, I'm so hungry at the moment, I could eat this pulpit. (laughs) I was looking at my phone here, and and it looked appetizing. Doesn't work in New Zealand, I don't know what's wrong over here. SOS only. So the Bible says here, gosh, it's early. For the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying... Of the body of Christ—that's the Greek word—to build like a building of the of the body of Christ, till we all come. Someone say, "We all." all. That's you all. I'm from Texas, y'all. Till we all, we all, and turn to the people around and say, "And y'all, come unto the unity of the faith." That's a big one, and of the intimate knowledge of the Son of God, unto a perfect. Greek word teleos, mature man or woman in the things of God. I know, I know Christians have been saved 40 years and they are still absolute children. Yeah. Sure. I mean, they haven't. I've gone to some churches and they haven't changed. I've gone into some churches and you go in there and the worship gets on and Sister Bucket Mouth gets up and brings the same prophecy she's bringing for 40 years. She's had a cat fight with someone who tried to take her seat. She'll bring a prophetic word uh, warning the young people about their behavior or something and then there's another person there and a board that haven't changed and a church that hasn't grown and a place that just doesn't move that remains absolutely like children when God is wanting us to go from glory to glory, from strength to strength, from power to power until we begin to move in the fullness of God himself. Let's, let's have a look here for a moment. It says, um, till we all come unto the knowledge of the Son of Man of God unto a perfect man unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Now, that cannot be true. I, that shouldn't be in the Bible. How many believe that shouldn't be there? What, what, what is God wanting us to do? He's wanting us to come to the full measure of the stature of of the overflowing fullness of Christ. That fullness is all of his divine attributes and character and ability. Surely not. Jesus wants us to be changed into his likeness. The the apostle Paul says, no longer I that live, but Christ living within me. That means all of his divine attributes have to start being manifest in our lives. I want to begin to live in a place where the anointing of God, the strength of God, the character of God, that's the hard part. How many know the character of God? Anyone have trouble with the character? Yeah. Have you ever found that God will actually put the squeeze on you at times and you say, God, what's happening? And he says, I'm more interested in your character than your comfort. Yeah. Does anyone else go through that stuff? Yeah. Where, you, where, you, where you feel like God, my wife says, I say, Jack, I love God, but sometimes, sometimes he. He puts the squeeze on, I find Sue. She said, he's a very good coach. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I mean, what do we want from God? Yeah. I remember as a young man, um, I, I love Anzac Day. How many love Anzac Day? I love Anzac Day. I, we were in Gallipoli uh, last year. We went to Gallipoli, my wife and I. Then I went down through the, took it down through the seven Church of Revelation and, and uh, had a look through it. But Gallipoli was incredible. And uh, we, of course, all have a great history there. Um, the, the old Kiwis were fantastic. You got up to the highest point and uh, fought up there and, and did... In, in fact, the Kiwis are not bad fighters, are they? A rugged mob. Dad said that uh, in the first war, and, and also was in the second war, he said the, uh, the Maori battalions were... The Germans were terrified of the Maoris. T- terrified. And uh, I reckon the huckers should be banned, but these because it terrifies all the rugby players. I, I mean, I, I've thought of a number of methods that we could use to shut that down, but they're not all acceptable. But, 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 when the Maoris went into battle and did their huckers and started poking their tongues out and doing all that ha, ha and the eyes ha, ha ha stuff, and then went out painted up, the Germans just sat there and went. And so there's something there's something about the old ANZAC tradition and the uh, yeah, Australian New Zealand Army Corps, and uh, we we just when we were together doing something, the old Pommies, they did their best, but we were brilliant. What a co- we were weren't we? Weren't we? We're brilliant. We are brilliant. But I was in the War Museum in Canberra a few years back, and I had a replica Victoria Cross. I've, I was brought up in a military family. My great uncle was. Uh, And some of you know about the the famous charge on Beersheba. And uh, the Australians take all the glory for that, you know that, as normal. But had the Kiwis not fought their way up onto a particular hill at great cost and taken two machine gun nests, the Australians would have been mowed down as they charged across there. It was the Kiwis who opened the way for them. Of course, we Australians don't give you the glory. We take everything. We've taken far lap. We have that stuffed in, in one of our museums and claim that as our own. We claim everything as our own. And poor old Kiwis, oh yeah, we'll have that. We'll have that. But um, now you've got better economy. You're doing far better in the economy. We've we got doom and gloom. You guys have got uh, milk going to China and, and all this stuff and you're becoming unbelievably wealthy and sitting back, and you know, those Aussies, I think they're so good. We just show them, you love to show us, we, we handle it, sort of, we hate it when you beat us at anything and uh, rugby is regular, the All Blacks, we shouldn't even come over here, shouldn't bother coming, save the air tickets. But I walked around that place where the Victoria Cross winners, all the different stories of guys that had taken their stand against unbelievable odds and and uh, charged into machine gun nests and i walked around with tears running down my face just running down my face holding this replica of victoria cross saying jesus i don't want to be just a christian i don't just want to be a church god i don't want to be just a church going christian lord i want to i want to be in your special forces i want to be a commando i want to do the stuff that others don't i want to be willing to go in there crying like a baby. But then after that, when God begins to allow you to go through things that are shaping you and building you, you start to kick and push and say, God, what are you doing to me? And he says, do you remember asking me? And I've discovered that guys in the, in the military that wanna go into the special forces or the SAS, I guess you've got the SAS here and In Australia and to be in those special forces, the training is extreme. And without that training, the guys can't get there. And I think as Christians, when we start going through fiery trials and difficulties in our family and our home, and we come up against unbelievable challenges that come against us, we say, God, where are you? (coughs) But God is watching because He is confident that we have taken hold of Him that we have enough of his presence and power within us that we can not only confront the Goliaths that we're facing, not only confront them, but go against them and bring them down and grow into another level of power because God is wanting to build you to a new place. He's wanting us to grow into the full stature. And the problem is, as Christians, very often the pressure comes on And instead of facing it, we pull back. The Bible says in the book of Psalms that uh, Ephraim and Manasseh, Ephraim being fully armed, Ephraim means fruitful, being fully armed in the day of battle, turned back and limited the Holy One of Israel. You see, we need to welcome the challenges as friends. When Goliath came onto the field, David said, God has given you to me. God gave you to me. A massive guy, 10 or 11 feet tall, armed to the teeth with hundreds of pounds of armor. And David says, you gave, God gave you to me. The Goliath you face, don't see him as one to destroy you. He's the one that when you bring him down, it's going to be a stepping stone into a new place of dominion and power and authority and anointing and maturity. And I've found that the Goliaths, the Goliaths we face—my my eldest grandchildren, eldest grandson—the my daughter went through a terrible time with drugs. We had to, and I've talked here about facing that thing and pressing through and speaking to your mountain, I've preached on it here before, sometimes you've got to speak to your mountain and everything looks bleak you keep speaking to it and you keep talking to it, well my oldest two grandkids were taken away by the government and my oldest grandson who was like, you know how you feel with your first little grandson, little Zach I was like that with him, first fish I caught with him, take him to the football did everything with him and then the government in their wisdom decided that because of my Christianity, I was confusing them. The, the people that uh, had him were followers of a, a sect, of a guy called Spong or someone who's, a, and they said that my Christianity was confusing him and they did everything to stop me seeing him and they cut me out of his life. Well... You press in. And I went through times. I had times with God where I said, God, your word says no good thing will you withhold. And I said, Father, I'm annoyed here. I'm upset. You said no good thing. And I've had some fights with God. Anyone ever had an argument with God? Besides, no, three. (laughs) I've had some serious debates. God says, come and reason with me. Come, let us reason together. And there are times you come and say, God, what's going on with me right now is unjust. But now my grandson's back, and he's coming over to stay with me. He's 18. He's, uh, he's been invited to go to England with the Australian under-19 cricket. He's an outstanding young cricketer. He's played uh, seconds football when he was 17 over in Adelaide. And he just said to me, Graham, I can't wait to see you. I want to come over. And we're taking him to church. He's, he's, he's fired up. And I said to him, and God spoke to me, he said, there's gonna be this season, but all of a sudden now, you've hung on, you've pressed through, you've spoken, you've pressed through, you've hung on, you've kept your attitude, you've kept going. And now, the day's gonna come when he's gonna travel with you around the world, when he's gonna be involved in ministry, where the power of God's gonna flow through him, and the devil's tried to stop it. As we hang on, through that trial, God is bringing us into maturity. I wanna grow into a place where my character is strong enough for me to handle the touch of God that I want to carry in my life, I want to move in. The Bible says that he is bringing us into the fullness of the spirit. Bible says in Ephesians three, that you and I might be filled with all the fullness of God. That we might be filled with all the fullness. Now, some people might say, well, that's the fullness of character. Well it goes on, it says, and now he's able to do exceedingly abundantly beyond anything that we ask or think according to the divine ability that's been planted within us. So it's talking about power. I want to reach a place in God where my character and the anointing are such that people look and they recognize like Peter and John that you've been with Jesus. The Bible says we are to grow in everything into the full stature, the full measure of the stature. I remember watching a few, I, I got quite interested in rugby a few years ago, I'd never seen a rugby match, didn't know anything about it, didn't know what the Bledisloe Cup was, just followed Aussie rules, I still do back home. But I came over here, it was 1987 and New Zealand was smashing everybody in the World Cup, pretty normal, and there was a guy called Buck Shelford playing. And I thought, oh, I like that guy. He smacked the Welsh captain right in the head with a big punch. And de- and you could hear the smack on TV. I thought, that's a good one. And uh, I, I, so I bought myself a, an all-black tracksuit. I went back to Australia wearing a, a silver fern and, and uh, Canterbury. And I wore it around South Australia. No one knew what it was. Then I went up to Queensland and I was actually Persecuted. <laughs> persecuted. And I was like, now I know what the Kiwis go through. I was persecuted as a Kiwi. But you know, I looked at those guys and there would have been young men all over New Zealand playing the game at junior level going, one day I would like to have the fullness of stature like a Zinzan Brook or a Michael Jones who is a committed Christian and also one of my countrymen, I believe. Wasn't he a Simone? Johnny Kerwin, I mentioned him, I mentioned Zinzan. how's my knowledge, who was the bloke that used to be a really good kicker? Yeah Grant Fox, who's some of the others, Smoke and Joe someone, Jonah, big Jonah, the Maori sidestep, straight over you, near you in the head, he was Tongan wasn't he, he was built like country outhouse. But see, a young man says, one day, one day, I would like to be like Buck Shelford. And as they develop and grew and finally made the all black sign and someone said, wow, this young guy now is the full measure and statue of Buck. That means that in every way, his ability, his skill, his ruggedness, his punching ability, was the same as the one that he'd idolized and the bible says that god's plan for you and i is that we come to the full stature the full stature of the fullness of christ can we grab that so that we can move in tremendous power i want to move we've had some just that last sunday i was uh, or was it the sunday before maybe we i who knows who knows it was recent I was preaching and uh, that was the week before Anzac Day and a lady came out of the meeting where I was I'd I'd finished preaching and I was sitting outside having a cappuccino and just relaxing as you do when you're 67 and a lady walked out and she said I can't stand it I can't stand the noise and she came over she's in pain two people holding her up she'd been in a wheelchair that week she she was being helped around she I said bring her over here What's wrong, ma'am? She said, I was in a motorbike accident. She says, I've damaged my neck. I can't turn my head. My neck's all damaged. My knees are damaged. I can't walk. Uh, Without this leg, I can't bend this knee. I'm having to be helped. Boom, boom, boom. And I can't. The sound has affected me, and I've got this concussion that's going on that we can't shake off. And I said, well, God is going to touch you right now. Right now. Right now. Put a hand on her head, and she shook like a leaf, burst into tears, threw her arms up in the air, and started jumping and moving her neck and moving her leg just like that. And suddenly the, the power of God went straight through her body. Jackie was in church, just, just, she's in Tasmania right now, but there was a man came into the church and he'd broken his spine, he had a broken neck. And he came into the church and he was absolutely crippled, uh, could barely move, he'd been in, he was in a wheelchair, wheeled in, he had movement in one hand and Jackie said to him, I'm gonna pray for you and you're gonna come here and you're gonna ask me to dance. Laid hands on him. He went home. a Couple of weeks ago he was in church and he came up to Jackie and he said, Jackie, would you like a dance? And he stood there and did a waltz with her. You might be opposed to dancing in church but they did a quick waltz and the tears ran down her face because here was a guy who only weeks before had been in a wheelchair who was now dancing and healed by the power of God. You see, we gotta understand that the fullness of God is within us. The fullness of his spirit. He's wanting us to get into a place where we learn how to operate and move and impart that anointing that's in us. The power of God's here this morning power of God's here this morning. I reckon that we I've got about six minutes and I think it would be exciting just for six minutes to let something of the fullness of God flow in the building to let something happen in this first meeting. I want us to close our eyes just for a moment Our heads are bowed. Our eyes are closed. And the Spirit of the Lord is here. The power of God's in the, in the building. God's here. God's here. And I wondered this morning if there are folk that have come into church on this Mother's Day. Maybe come with your family. Maybe come with your mum. Maybe come into this place For the first time but you're sitting here and something is touching you think i would love to know the jesus that these people worship i'd like to know the jesus that they know this morning the bible says to as many as receive him gives you the power to become his own children even to them that believe upon his name and as their heads are bowed our eyes are closed all over this building, every person that would say, Lord, I want to know you this morning. Jesus, I would like to open my life to you this morning. I would like to come into a living, personal relationship with you this morning. I'd like you, wherever you are, would you just lift your hand so that I can see it and then put it down? Would you just lift your hand so that's me? I would like to know Jesus. I'm backslidden. I want to come back. I know about him, but I've never found him. But I'd like to know Jesus this morning. Are there those quickly? Would you just lift your hand? Just lift your hand. Is there someone this morning? Just lift it high so I can see it. Would you do that? God bless you. Is there anyone else? Let's all stand together. I'm just going to pray a prayer with those that, are, if you've lifted your hand, we're going to pray. I, I tell you, I feel that just in a few moments, some serious back pain is going to go out of people's bodies. There's someone with some discs. Let's pray a prayer for anyone that lifted their hand. I want you to pray this simple prayer with me. But if you have problems in the discs in your back, the Spirit of God, someone is going to receive a, a real miracle this morning. Everyone pray this prayer with me. Dear Heavenly Father, today, I know that Jesus is Lord. That He died on the cross for me to cleanse me from every sin today Lord Jesus come into my life please wash me clean of every sin I give you my life this day in Jesus name amen amen is there someone across here just over in this area that has damaged their back and you're in pain today would you come sir Is there someone else over there? Would you come, sir? Is there someone else over there that has... Would you come, ma'am? Would you come? Who else in this building right now has really serious back pain? I'm aware of like some crushed disc. Do you have a crushed disc? Come quickly. Just come. Just come, sir. Come up on the platform. I'm just going to pray for a couple of moments. Just come up this way. I have to go on. Are you able to come up the stairs? I'm going to pray for these folk. I want to believe God. See, tonight we have time for a flow of miracles. That's what I've come for. I've come to, I've been seeking God very earnestly for major miracles. When I get home, I'm going back in the mountains. I've just been away eight days. I'm going out for another 15 days looking for a flow of miracles like never before. Instant miracles. Just come up quickly, folks. I need some guys with me, a couple of guys with them when I pray. Is that okay? I need two guys with them, with each one. I want you to just come over this way. Sister here, would you come? How long have you had this problem? Sorry? Five months. Lift your hands to God. A couple of guys This week we're going after people to be saved and miraculously healed. Now, I'm taking one more what to, wait, one more two more minutes and then I'll go. This is the that you right? How long have <laughs> you suffered? week, I mean. To see you. And we'll be back to listen. this morning we're just this morning's a little warm-up this is what i've come for this is what i've come for how's that feeling help that sister up how's that feel has god touched you someone help her up paragone guys just help her up how is it good wonderful have a bend wonderful how are you, sister? You're good. You're good. How's this, sister? Just ask her how she's going. Okay, we just warmed up. We're going to have a week of miracles. Tonight, I'm coming back for the next, the later session, and we'll have a bit more time to pray. Then tonight, we're going in, and I have to go, because I've now got to race to the other side of the world, preach, and then race back. So we haven't had a lot of time to move in the Holy Ghost, but tonight is going to be a night of, I, I just feel tonight that people are going to be healed in a very uh, a lot of folk in a very powerful way. So come expecting, come expecting. Mother's Day, I know you've got to go for lunch and stuff. Come tonight, bring your mother. And we'll get rid of her lumbago, even some grumpiness. All
1: right. Okay, yeah, take it Let's sing it together, church. Reach out to the Lord this morning. If you need a miracle, why don't you reach out to God right now in
2: Jesus' name. Our hearts How great. How great is our God.
1: said this morning that I think was challenging for all of us is that God is training up special forces in his kingdom and he wants to be one of those you as one of those in that elite group or army is if you like to to uh, do real damage to the enemy but what happens in his training you come under great pressure come under great stress Maybe in your personal life, maybe in your family, maybe in your marriage or your health or whatever it is. And, you know, things are stressful and difficult. And like Tim said, you just think, God, where are you? But God says, I'm right here. I'm just training you. I'm your coach. I'm getting you ready for something more in your life. I want to develop character in your life. I want to develop aspects of my fullness in your life. So why don't you close your eyes right now? Just begin to say to the Lord, Lord, I now I understand what's going on. Lord, I've kind of fought and resisted and even resented some of the pressure that I've been going through. But not realizing, Lord, that it's your ones you love that you discipline. It's the ones that you care about and that you've got greater things for that. You begin to work in their lives to bring them to a place where they can carry more of you and more of your spirit and more of your power, God, in their lives. But you just spend a few moments just saying, God, I, I yield now and I respond to your pressure in my life. I don't resist, I don't react, I don't resent, but I respond. Just say, Lord, have your way. God, do what you need to do in me. See, friends, something we have to understand is that God never leaves us nor forsakes us. That He's always ultimately in control. He is in Control. How many of you know that Jesus is still on the throne? You know, and he's never shifted from that. He he is in control. He actually knows what he's doing. It doesn't make a lot of sense to us, but he knows what he is doing. He knows what he's doing in your life. talk to the Lord. Just, you know, sometimes it's a decision of the will to respond and not react. It's a choice. It's a choice. You can just say, God, I choose this morning. I choose to humbly respond to you and allow you to work in my life. If God doesn't can't do what He wants to do this time round, He just set it all up again, and you know the old story—just go round the mountain again. Why don't you let Him do what He needs to do this time round, Father? I just pray for every person in this auditorium this morning. Lord, every one of us faces pressure and strain in some area of our lives. No one's exempt. And Holy Spirit, I just ask this morning that by Your Spirit You'd help us to respond and surrender to you and Lord be able to say Lord have your way have your way in me Lord change what you want to change adjust what you want to adjust develop the fruit of the spirit that you're after in my life at this time whether it be love or patience or long suffering Lord or gentleness or kindness or self-control or faithfulness or any one of those other wonderful fruits of the spirit that Lord we love but are so hard to fully develop in our lives. Friends, He's in control. He is the name above all names. Why don't we declare that again this morning? Acknowledge His greatness in your life. You're
2: the name above.
1: and the response to salvation. But this morning, if you don't know Jesus, you're not a Christian, you're not saved, I'd love to pray with you before you leave the service today. If that is you or you're backslidden away from God and you wanna come back to Him, I'd love the privilege of praying before you before we close out our service today. If you don't know Jesus and you wanna or you're away from God and you need to come back to Him, if that is you this morning, and you will let me pray for you, would you just raise your hand right now and just hold it up for a few moments Till I see that person that, rose, that rose, raised their hand when Tim gave that call. Are you still here? Can, can I, I'd love to pray with you. Who was that? Is that you still here? I'm not sure. Just raise your hand if you are. If you want to give your life to Jesus. You want to be saved. You want to get right with God. Is there someone, those here this morning, you don't know Jesus. Up in the balcony, is anyone up there you want to give your life to Jesus this morning? You need to be saved. You're not right with God. Would you raise your hand please right now? Is there anyone up there? Down across the ground floor again, is it those here today, you know you're not saved. You know you're not right with God and you wanna do, get it sorted out today. If that is you, if I'm talking to you, all you gotta do is just raise your hand. You're not here by chance. You're here by divine appointment. God orchestrated your whole life. So you'd be here right now in this service, hearing this message and with this opportunity to make peace with God before every person leaves this planet, they need to find God because there is a life hereafter. There is, you do live on.